my name is David Gloyd. I'm the co-owner of Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles in West Bend, Wisconsin. Together with my partner Kurt and our friend Anthony, along with several of our customers and friends, there's always some great conversations going down at the store. You're always welcome to come join us, but in the meantime, here's a peek under the cowl. intended to be the third episode. Actually, we had done uh, a zero episode that was comprised of various clips and practices of when we were kind of getting things together to do the podcast. You can you can find that in our feed. But Anthony and I had sat down one day and we were going to do sort of you know some bookends, I guess, to those various clips that we were recording intending for it to be um, a part of our, our Zero episode. However, things continued on, and, you know, we talked about some other some other things beforehand, and then we kind of get into it, um, what we had intended to do for the Zero episode, uh, talking about uh, some of our history, you know, his involvement in podcasts and my involvement in podcasts and things like that. But the conversation went on for so long that ultimately it just became an episode all of its own. So uh, we're just going to jump right into it. And uh, this one is just uh, Anthony and myself. And we were talking about... um, some of the controversy, I guess we'll say, or non-controversy, of Captain Marvel recently before it hit the theater. So the uh, first batch of reactions and reviews to Captain Marvel have been released as of last night. The first batch of like journalists and critics got to have a screening, and I don't know if you would believe uh, from an MCU film, but yeah. You know, a lot of people really liked it and thought it was awesome and fun. And I don't know. Most of them aren't that popular. Yeah, so, so breaking news. People like it. Um, there was a Facebook conversation going on that I didn't look at, but I did notice a couple of my Facebook friends apparently had heard something about the, about something with it that had them a little worried, and this was a few days ago, so... What they actually heard, I don't know. Was there something else going around about it a few well, days ago? Several levels of a you know much deeper topic. Uh, probably wouldn't differ too much from like a comics gate type of talk. Um, okay. So right. whether or not they're referring to that, no. Based on what little bit I saw, I could see something yeah. going on with that. As Bree was on a press tour like a week or two ago. And she said something that obviously stirred up a lot of people. 
and some people will take it one way, some people will take it another. And from her actual words saying that when she's been on these kind of tours for the other big movies she's done, she realizes there's a lot of white male journalists doing like the interviews and everything like that. So she had contacted somebody from some kind of group or foundation, something about with like diversity and whatever. And they did some numbers and crunched some studies on like, all right, in these kind of press junkets, how many are, you know, people of color or women, men, white, whatever. And the, you know, the white men percentage was maybe up in the 60 or 70% of, of those while there are other representation, but they have very little representation in the interview. So all she simply said was she was going to use this movie to, you know, have other representation, people of color, blah, 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 to do the press junkets. And that was translated into Brie Larson doesn't want white men to see her movie, so I'm not going to go see the movie. Everyone should boycott the movie. Okay. Now. <laughs> I'm sure that's what she meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, she just, you know, watered it down for everybody. But so for the last week or so, that's been headlines of like, if you search, because before any movie, Infinity War, Guardians, or whatever, I like to put the title into YouTube and I do the filter for today and then I just filter for like the last week's worth of you know who's posting videos if I look for comic reviews rather than just typing in you know Wolverine you know the return of Wolverine number five and just put it into YouTube and get everything over the last half a year of you know them talking about the event whatever I'll put number five and then start it with uploaded today and then it goes backwards so I can get something that's more recent rather than getting a trailer for something six months ago that is the most hits or something. So I do that for a lot of the movies leading up to it. So I can check press junkets. I watched one from Spain for Captain Marvel that had Brie, Sam Jackson, and then the director's on and one of the actresses. And uh, so it's a good way of finding, you know, new stuff posted to YouTube. So whenever you put Captain Marvel in, it's just nonstop, just, you know, fan videos of, complaining about Brie Larson doesn't want me to see her movie, so I'm not going to see her movie now. And people saying, I'm just going to pirate the movie. I'm going to skip it. I'm just going to watch Endgame. I'm going to... They started putting Battle Angel Alita into their argument now, which I'm saying, well, the money I was going to use for Captain Marvel with me and my kids, we just went to go see Alita instead, and, the, and my little girls loved it or something. So they started throwing that movie into a like a a weird competition of don't go see Captain Marvel, go see Alita, which, if you ask me, Alita's awesome. But it's not really like one of those, like, go see this one instead of this one. They're really unrelated in that sense of proving a message or something. So. Yeah, you think, I'm going to save my money and go see Shazam. Yeah. The other Captain Marvel. Mm. If you pick one of you have one of two Captain Marvel movies to watch within a thirty day span, which one do you choose? I choose both, but that's just me. Now I'm actually just curious how those uh, ratios, you know, all the numbers, uh, compare between the press 
and the people in the movie, and then how that compares to the people making the movie. It'd be kind of interesting to see how these numbers all stack up and relate, like, all around, everything involved in this movie. You got the, uh, the media, all the promotional stuff, the, uh, um, the on-camera and off-camera, all the people involved, and, uh, and I just wonder how, uh, race, gender, everything, what percentages do, uh, do what in there. And then the other thing that's got me curious is the, uh, number of people like, you know, white men who are covering this press, you know, thing, um, how does that, how did those numbers compare to the actual, uh, like how many reporters there are available to, you know, to do it? You know, yeah. I don't uh, know how that's divvied out being like, all right, you or what, you know, like is, uh, our reporters, you know, 60% white men. And that also matches up with say, you know, who's covering these, these things. Um, you know, are those percentages about the same or is it something weird where, you know, there's a smaller number of white male reporters, but more of them get to cover things like this or, you know, how, you know, how does, how does that work? How do those numbers all, uh, relate and, and look when they're compared to each other? Sounds like a lot of math. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I would not actually do those studies and stuff, but you know, I would listen if somebody was like, oh yeah, it was, and started rattling off the numbers. I would, I would even catch a large portion of the numbers that are said. I do have one of those numbers that can 100% guarantee study-wise, if you just look at the directors of the film, 50% of the directors is male, 50 is female, because there's two directors in this movie. Uh, much like you got, you know, the Russo brothers doing the Captain America movies and everything. So there's two directors in this one. One's a male, one's a female. So that's a 50% male representation, 50% female representation on the directing. That's a 100% fact. Both white. Both white, yeah. See, <laughs> there you go. Is that the next question? Is There. You lost me. Now I'm going to go. have to go uh, watch that other Captain Marvel movie. Yeah, where it's a 100%, you know. But yeah, so <clears throat> that may be some of the some of the headlines for the last week or so is based off of that interview she gave, which was simply she's using her platform to offer more representation and diversity when it comes to these kind of press tours. And, and it's probably not in a situation of like, let's say a white guy shows up, and, you know, she's probably not... What? Get out. You know, I don't want... Get out of here. You're disgusting. Like, it's probably not that. It's probably just like, all right, well, then the next one, here we got a, you know, Mexican female or something. You know? Maybe she's just saying that, hey, I want to make sure that uh, everybody has a shot at, you know, covering these things. Sounds like uh, that could be a, an option, too. Hmm. That's always weird going into these stories because I feel I'm I'm biased in the sense that I really like her as an actress and I really like her as just a social media presence and things like that. So, so it's hard for, you know, I could say that and then, you know, it's spot a different way of somebody just like, and I'm biased because I don't really care either way. Oh yeah. wait, that's unbiased. 
And that works too. But I guess the real question is, I'm like, knowing that she wants more representation for those that don't have those opportunities to just do press junkets. As a white male yourself, correct? I don't know. Presumably, I'm going to take, you know... Well, see, I was I was gonna say, are you assuming my? Uh, I am assuming, but but you just said you were presuming. So oh, that's okay. Completely different. I'm presuming a, an assumption. Uh, so, but yes, I am almost uh, almost definitely a white male. Okay, so knowing that she wants more diversity in the press tours for something that you're probably not going to see, I assume you don't sit down to watch, you know three-minute interviews on YouTube of something. Typically, do you seek that stuff out? No. You know, when they come come my way, I'll, I'll watch them, but I don't, I like, don't seek them out. Like how I said I searched, like, the movie's title, and then I just try to watch, like, you know, that was a half hour. No, movie. for me, it's like yeah, I come across something accidentally. I'm like, oh, what's this? Yeah. So, do you plan on seeing this movie? Yes. Okay. Eventually. It's like many of these movies. Yes, I plan on seeing them. Yeah, I would like to see them sooner versus later, but uh, with me, it's usually it just ends up being later. Time, family, a couple other, you know, normal life stuff. Yeah, and of course, it's gotten even harder because as uh, kids are getting older and doing their own things and working, and there's just different schedules, but we still always like to all go see these things together, which is weird. It's like, it's okay if, say, David wants to go see a movie on his own. Yeah. That's fine. But if we decide to see a movie without him, <laughs> that's not okay. So <laughs> I could see that. What? You went without me? Mm-hmm. See you later, guys. I'm going without you. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is going to lead me to, I assume you didn't, but I wondered, did he see the Spider-Verse movie? Into the Spider-Verse? No. No, he didn't. Um, see, that's another one. We didn't see it. We were going to go see it. We had plans to go see it. It's right um, in your wheelhouse. A lot of the majority of the family's wheelhouse, I would say. Yeah, and I think Tammy didn't uh, really care about it, but I talked it up a little bit, you know, just based on things that I'd, I'd heard about it. and uh, Something she'd probably enjoy, but it hadn't right. and, and known she does, much about. She does tend to enjoy that kind of stuff. But it wasn't something that jumped out at her that was like, oh, yeah, I really got to go see that. Um, but, yeah, we were going to go see it. We talked about, you know, okay, let's go see a movie together. And that one came up as uh, a uh, an option, which became the top choice. And then, you know, life just happened as life does, and we didn't go see it. Well, at the time of this recording, uh, Cedarburg has it starting on Friday at the budget theater. I know it's still at the Westman cinema. Cause I think for award season that they mm. brought back a stars born and Bohemian Rhapsody. And I think they said the Blu-ray is going to be at the end of March. So whether or not the budget is a possibility, but roughly a month and a half or so. Well, the one issue that we do have with Cedarburg and I didn't really have it, but I get how they see kids, uh, kids being younger, a lot of theaters, have their floors and the seating have more of an incline to them. Yeah. Um, you know, as you go back, um, this one is pretty flat. Is it? Um, so, um, some of 
the people in my family who aren't as tall as some of the other people in my family uh, had some issues trying to find a spot where they could see through the heads of people who were in front of us that were taller. See, that I never experienced because I would always be myself and literally in the first row center. Because the first row at that theater is not like a first row at a standard theater where you got to lean back and crank your neck or anything. So to me, I I didn't even realize that there's people behind me just because I'm front and center leading the charge. So that I could see that being being an issue. So I guess if we could get there uh, early enough to get like front row or something, of course, um, people with my last name, and I don't know if it's a family curse of some sort or what, um, we can't be to places on time. So that, that tends to narrow down our options for seating. But yeah, the plan is we will go, we will go see it. Most of the Marvel movies, I'm trying to think if there have been any of the, you know, MCU. Not, not like spider verse stuff, but like the, the regular MCU stuff. I think we've seen, I think we've seen them all in the theater. Sometimes hold a higher priority and excitement level, probably. Maybe yeah. a... Now, especially if one's coming out shortly, even if it's one that we're not as excited to go see, if it's coming out only a little while before another one. You know, like in this case, you know, it's it's being closely followed by another MCU movie that's um, kind of a big deal. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Which, is that the, that Howard the Duck, uh... Right, yes, that one. <laughs> you don't know, it could be. But because of its placement there, um, it, it kind of becomes more of a priority that we'll go see it in the theater in a timely fashion. Not like opening week or whatever, because we never go to opening week, you know. Um, it's it's crowded, we don't like crowds, and also a family of five trying to go and find seats all together um, is difficult to do um you know if if you've got you know like a hundred people trying to get into a theater so um yeah plus with being the penultimate chapter to you know this uh, i'm just gonna throw a random word out there but like an end game mm. probably holds some priority as well yes end game that was almost as uh as random a word as penultimate <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, it's not a day unless I'm able to squeeze penultimate into my vocabulary. So, even if it doesn't relate to a comics discussion, so. But at least you use it accurately. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not like you call something penultimate when it's like the third in the series of ten. Yeah, or like the penultimate hot dog in the package or something. You know, I mean. <laughs> It penultimate. Penultimate. It's you know <laughs> you know it's it's my my favorite pen. So it's yeah, penultimate. It's the ultimate. It's the ultimate pen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's getting to be about that time where there's going to be movies just coming out one after the other. Uh, that even somebody like you know like our family who doesn't get to go to as many movies as we'd like, you know, we're gonna really be wanting to get in there and seeing uh, seeing some of these movies. Yeah, Captain Marvel, and then Shazam, we got Hellboy, you know, Dumbo's coming out, Avengers, all yeah. within the first, you know, 
half of the year. One of those seems out of place for some reason. Hellboy? <laughs> yeah. I you know, I'm have have we had more trailers for Hellboy? There's been one and I think they just talked about that there's a, a better one coming. Okay. I yeah, because when the first one dropped, um I had mentioned that uh there there are a couple of shots where uh David Harbour is just he looks like he's wearing he looks like he's wearing a Hellboy costume, you know, rather than he looks like Hellboy. Yeah. And so I'm I'm curious as to if they fix any of that as they're going along in post production. Um I've I've heard similar comments from uh, a couple other people. I've had a couple people sort of agree with me on that. So I would assume that other people have made similar, you know, uh, observations and comments about it. So we'll see if those are fixed. Although those could be scenes that aren't even in the actual movie. You know, no. It might be like Avengers, where they're not going to use any. <laughs> now it's interesting that you brought that you know, critique on uh, the Hellboy appearance in that first trailer. It's weird. Uh, like, does that have anything to do with the fact that David Harbour said that he doesn't want any white men watching his movie? Like, so are you firing? Are you shooting back now at his comments? That did he say that? No, because. <laughs> 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 I thought maybe there was something where he came back on there and jumped in and said, well, hey, don't any of you white guys come watching my movie. Um, here's a, this would be a fun little thing for the podcast. Uh, random text, not random, it's from uh, my Aunt Sue, but uh, the contents of it are kind of funny for discussion, but... Um, we, I, could, we could almost do an Aunt Sue segment, you know. <laughs> catching up with Aunt Sue. Uh Hi from Tampa, Florida. They're on the uh, the Walker Stalker cruise. I think it's their second, if not their third time doing this annual cruise with the cast of The Walking Dead. Purchased a large hand-carved hand. I think a prop. And a dinosaur lamp. <laughs> so that's a, that's a good, good discussion point there. Purchased a large hand-carved hand. And... She thinks it's a prop. Yeah. Might be a real hand. It was <laughs> carved also. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh, Is it Rick's hand? Oh, there we go. Movie. It's a Walking Dead themed. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. But it's I the thought... Rick's hand that never got cut off. <laughs> this is what it could look like. Yeah. Spoilers for the next season. Who knows? Maybe they'll cut off Rick's hand on his other side adventures. There we go. His... Whatever that is that they've got planned. Yeah, like three AMC movies that may have a theatrical, like, special night thing or something, or premiere. So I think they're meant for AMC, but it sounds like, kind of like Battlestar Galactica would kind of do that sometimes, Doctor Who, where they have, like, those one-night-only fan events. So I don't know if there would be something. They even did it for, I think, The Walking Dead series finale or season finale whatever one i think they recently put it in theaters for one night so i don't know if that's kind of the model of what they're going for but because they're doing uh breaking bad too is getting a prequel movie i think with aaron paul's character also from amc there so i think they're 
AMC as a network as a whole might be experimenting with that whole kind of you know, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon all have their original movies. They might be diving into that game, but based off of their very beloved properties. Yeah, and I, I haven't, uh, I haven't even watched uh, Walking Dead for a couple of seasons now. Um, I'm trying to think when last I watched, and it was more lack of time than anything. So eventually, I'll have to get caught up on that. But there was. Are you current? I'm only about three episodes behind, so I still had like two from last December's half before they broke for the break. But and and without giving a, a bunch of spoilers, because I'm aware of Rick's absence without even seeing that, I you know I know yeah. kind of what what happened there. So there's a time jump of what how how big of a time jump is? Well, is that is like five years. Yeah, I was or... gonna say if I had to guess based on a character's appearance in there once again with. Keeping it spoiler free, there's a certain character in there. I would say it feels like a five to seven, give or take. Yeah, I feel like I saw a five year, but it might have that might not have been like the official count on years that have gone by. Um, maybe just somebody's like, yeah, like five years went by. There's a uh, growth spurt of a character that you can definitely tell. You can kind of be like, Michonne okay. puts on a lot of weight, huh? Yeah, yep. like Character growth. <laughs> uh, well, Carol's hair. There we go, is yep. It, is it like about five years of growth there? Yep, yep. It's just okay. down to her knees now, so. But uh, what I'm curious about, and, and maybe you can't even answer it without really giving much of a spoiler, but I, I guess my thought on Rick disappearing is, you know, with doing a time jump in the show... How how is that covered? Because you, I guess, if you're watching Rick in movies or doing anything else, you kind of like to think that the character eventually gets back, you know, to yeah, yeah. to his his friends and family, his you know, his loved ones, his not so loved ones too. Yeah, those those two. Well, hopefully, those are all dead by then. <laughs> hopefully, uh, if not, they will be when he gets back. Um, but I was just wondering if. You know how things are, are talked about. You know, is it given away that he never returns? I mean, I'm assuming he's still gone, but is he gone because he never came back? Is he gone because he came back and then died? Is he gone because he came back and left again? You know, um, you know, is and and without even saying how or whatever, is that covered at all? Based based on the three or so episodes. And since I haven't watched any of the new ones since the announcement of the time jump, oh, like okay. <clears throat> so, like because I'm trying to think how that happened now. And now I'm trying to think like if his was the the mid season finale. I mean, it feels like it would have been. Yeah. So maybe I'm not as far behind as I thought. Yeah, his his was mid because that I watched. Okay. So I don't know why I'm thinking that I was like. I I thought you were saying three like since it. Yeah, because I think I think they've only had one, maybe two, two. Okay. I think. Okay, I hadn't been counting. So now I'm wondering, you know, because I did watch that uh, mid-season finale. So I guess in my brain I was thinking they had the mid-season. Now you're trying to figure out what you have watched. <laughs> did I watch we're, three of some other show? <laughs> we're talking about Gumby, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess I don't. Yeah. 
Because I, I guess the last thing I remember was his episode, his like last. The, did I say three episodes? I meant I'm three seasons in. <laughs> Quote unquote, his last episode. And then you see the time jump keys at the very end. And I remember that. And I guess in my brain, I was somehow thinking that there was another like two episodes that didn't deal with a time jump that just kind of kept it where it was. Like if it was a, a future season tease or something, but I guess I, my mind's just completely not. Uh, and the more you think about it, the worse it gets. This is the the show about the zombies, right? Like, is that the, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if I got my Amazon cause I, I get them through Amazon instant video. Don't, think I got the app on here because I could see once where my uh yeah I guess I don't have the app on here where I could see uh what episodes I have left so yeah well clearly we should be discussing a show that you know a little bit more about like pushing daisies exactly uh because the first episode it kind of goes like this ah <laughs> uh, boy and that's when we cut into that conversation <laughs> <coughs> I'm choking on nothing it's <coughs> a good podcast name Choking on nothing. Choking on nothing. <laughs> hey, since this is like a episode zero type thing, this would be a good time to discuss our podcast history. Ah. Uh, like, this day in podcast history. <laughs> Emphasis on his. Because we're two white men. Yes, his, <laughs> his story. His story. It's the way it's written by us. Well, I guess it's your... I, you know, I'm probably uh, a, a few years off still from being an old white man. Yeah. So, although some, I definitely have my days where I'm feeling it. Old man, David. Yeah. But um, let's see. I'm trying to think. So I guess this would be my fourth podcast that I've done. Is that right? Because um, in the fairly early days of podcasting and um, so much time has gone by now that I don't want to say how long it's been because uh, number one, then I will be old man, David uh, and number two, cause I actually uh, trying to trying to think year wise when we had started it. So, um, but uh, that's when my friend Johnny and I were, uh, getting into filmmaking or getting back into filmmaking for uh, one half of us. Uh, that would be not him. Um, and um, as we were gearing up to do it, he was kind of getting into podcasts, you know, listening to them. And it was this new thing that I didn't really even know anything about. What's a podcast? Right. Yeah. And so then there were podcasts about what a podcast is and how to podcast it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was, uh, it was the early days. Now I can't even think of that. There was the one guy who used to be a MTV, uh, VJ. Kurt Loader. Uh, really, really into, uh, podcasting. Pod, probably still now, but, but he did like podcast, uh, podcasting, I think. And, um, and I, I don't think they have like pod catchers anymore. I don't think people use that because now everything's on your iPod and your iPhone and your i device. Yeah. And and things like that. But you can you know, you download um 
it wasn't even called an app at the time, but now it would be an app um, that would be a, a podcatcher, and it would you could tell it which podcasts you wanted, and then it would screen the internet for these podcasts that you wanted to listen to. It would catch them, and um, then you'd have them downloaded to uh, uh, to be able to listen to. So uh, he basically ran me through the podcasting 101. We thought, well, you know, in the, in the meantime, while we're not making a film and we're planning on making this film and everything else, let's do a podcast on filmmaking. And it was actually a podcast on, like, low budget. Or uh, he came up with the term uh, ultra low budget because it really was the extremely low budget. But uh, uh, the idea was ultra is like a positive. So you put ultra on low budget and somehow it makes it sound good yeah like like we got no money to make this film it's an ultra low budget yes so we uh created this podcast called uh in the can and we would interview people like uh, we tried to do it every week where we'd interview uh people sometimes sometimes i believe we were breaking up a podcast into two episodes because they would run long basically we were pretending that we knew what we were talking about while talking to other people and learning how to make a film. <laughs> so, but it was, uh, it was a good podcast. Uh, we had uh, a lot of listeners for for that time. I'm sure if you looked at those numbers now, it would be like nothing. But uh, we had a decent amount of listeners. It was highly rated in that whatever category it was that we had it in. And probably the best part of it, though, was that... Uh, our podcast actually had influenced uh, some some other people and uh, got some other people out there making films and then making podcasts about making films and, and things like that. So, so that was pretty cool. And then um, I wanted to do this is so weird. It's like I wanted to do a podcast about other things that I couldn't really cover under the other podcast that I was doing. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Deja vu, right? Um, And so it was a very general um, podcast that really wasn't about anything in particular. So it was the Zero Show because, yeah, it was just about whatever at the time. So the Zero Show was kind of my solo thing, although Johnny did join me for an episode or two. The Zero Show, episode 3, August 14th, 2007. Getting bombed. You're listening to The Zero Show. And here's the biggest zero, David Lloyd. Hello, welcome to another very exciting episode of The Zero Show. For those of you who are returning, welcome back. And for those of you who are listening to this for the first time, look at the bright side. You're not quite as pathetic as those people who are returning. So... 
anyways, I got a pretty special guest today. And I do mean special. You know what I mean. <laughs> For those of you who are familiar with the other works that I have done, things from One Man Down Productions, you'll be familiar with who this guy is. He is the co-founder of One Man Down Productions and uh, does that other podcast uh, right alongside me. You might have heard of it. It's called In the Can. You know, we've been trying to cook up some some film projects together here, and uh, we go way back. I met this guy when I was in the Army, and we got together in this uh, band that was also called One Man Down. wonder where the name of that production company came from. Hmm. Yeah, we used to have lots of fun back then, didn't we? <laughs> so, without further ado, I'd like to welcome uh, my uh, very good friend, mi amigo, my brother, Johnny Bonk. Welcome to the show, Johnny. Hey, how's it going, David? Oh, it's good. Good, good, good. Welcome to the Zero Show. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I can't tell you how excited I am. Yeah, I, I can imagine you're you're really excited. <laughs> now, uh, no, you got a lot going on. So, uh, I, I guess that's that's what we're gonna kind of talk about because I guess I'm sort of. Uh, I actually talked my wife into joining me for really? for an episode or two. So that Jeez. was that was something. There might have been some drinking involved uh, to to do those it. episodes like behind the paywall right now is there a way we can you know subscribe to get those lost episodes you know I, I, I might maybe i'll have to do that maybe those will be some under the cowl like extras the zero show episode four september 18th 2007 return of the queen, of the queen. Of the queen. yeah behind the paywall is a classic current podcast term for because there's the Stitcher app, which is Stitcher is kind of like, you know, $4.99 a month or whatever the price is. And you have all these podcasts that you can only get there. So it's like a net, it's a podcast streaming app platform. And then I'm trying to remember what it was called, too, because this has been so long ago. Um, but there was a, this thing that you could join and you could get, like, basically free voiceover work done. You would share stuff. People would, you'd go on and you'd ask, does anybody want to record this intro for this podcast or does anybody want to do this thing for this this radio spot or something like that um of course if it was a paying thing then they'd want some money usually people just wanted uh to be credited in some some way or whatever or you could donate or you know however it worked uh, so we put up a thing advertising for for in the can and we had a few people and I still actually have some of those files on my computer even now of some of the people you know that would be like this is in the can you know and and all that so that was pretty cool to have like uh, professional sounding voiceover people introducing the podcast bringing you today's behind the scenes look at independent filmmaking this is in the can with your hosts David and Johnny and now it's just me putting on my fake radio voice. And what the listener didn't see is that he had a special microphone that he, you know, and he put on a suit and tie. And just when he said that line, 
he was the most professional. Very, very professional. Yeah. yeah. But then he stepped back, loosened up the tie, and now he's returned. So. Yeah. Yeah, I did it quickly, but not that quickly. But we edited all the the, the ten minutes it actually took me to put the the tie and the suit and stuff on. There was a recurring sketch that Jimmy Fallon would do on SNL, where he was a you know the the morning zoo radio host kind of guy, you know, very cliche. And but it was one guy, and he was doing like five characters, and he kept the conversation going and really showed his impressions and. You know, he just kept going back and forth and they would bring, you know, whoever was hosting that week. So like Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen were the host of SNL that week. So they came on as Mary-Kate and Ashley on, you know, this character's radio radio show. And you'd just be like, all right, welcome back. We're here. And we're here, Mary-Kate and Ashley. Oh, Mary-Kate and Ashley. Hey, shut up over there. And you just like start doing like all these like, you'd have like five character voices and the ho- and the hosts are just kind of like looking like what the hell is going on here as he's like just having you know making it sound like he's got this whole huge production when it's simply just him and a microphone so so that almost kind of you know you when you when you stepped in and you did the uh you know your radio voice there you kind of set the bar pretty high for uh the rest of the show <laughs> but yeah that's my experience with podcast then of course not doing them in forever and then uh doing the crimson cowl comic club podcast heard of it um yeah uh, so yeah i've done one or two episodes or issues of of that and that's been uh what the uh about 67 68 weeks yeah i think of, this of that so at the time of this recording we will be going into 68 so so yeah, so that's almost a hundred podcasts uh, of, yeah, practically. Can you round up? It's a hundred. <laughs> uh, and uh, trying to think how many you've done, I can think of what, including also that Crimson Cowl Comic Club podcast. That was well. Was that your third, or you've done more than? When you include this one, this would be number five. Okay. So I'm missing I'm missing one somewhere in yeah, there. Yeah, I, I probably know what you're missing. So, and I know the years. Do I know what <laughs> I I'm missing? I don't know what I'm missing. Um, 2012 is when myself and Brent Strasberg, my co-host, we created the AB Conversation Podcast, which maybe the seven last episodes are up currently right now. Because we would have a free account, so we couldn't keep them all. I'm pretty. Sh- I don't have all of the episodes on my computer, but I probably have a pretty decent amount saved. But you would delete an older episode to make room for the next one, because we weren't uh, a Chris Hardwick or a Kevin Smith or a Adam Carolla, Mark Marin podcast, so we couldn't, uh, you know, keep all of our episodes on there for free. Yeah, you weren't a big. Fancy podcast like Under the Cowl. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and perfectly said. So, and and that all came from Kevin Smith because it was for years and years, you know, Kevin was doing podcasts. You know, he was there on the ground floor. You know, he wasn't the first one, but he was one of the, in the first half a dozen probably that started him. And when it comes to like celebrities and everything. And so Brent got me onto that. And I, there was, couple years I hadn't listened to any and and then finally I started to and then I got obsessed with them and uh, anytime me and Brent would joke around 
we would always, because we'd go to cons together, you know, made movies together. And my, when I did the filmmaking, happy and all that stuff. And anytime we had like a, a bit or like a good inside joke, we'd always say, oh, we'll save that for the podcast. And we always would say, oh, that's going to be on the podcast. Yeah, we're going to do that for the podcast. And we would say that for a greater part of the year, maybe two years, maybe three years. Who knows? For a long time, we kept just saying that. And we were in front of Kevin Smith at one of his live shows in Milwaukee. We've seen him several times, met him a few times, and we were uh, in front of his show. And I know where this is going. And you joked, that's for the podcast. And Kevin was like, oh, you guys have a podcast? And you guys looked at each other and went, we do now. Ding. Um, no. Oh, okay. But that is where the podcast was officially born in the sense that he he would always have a message he hasn't been doing it now because everyone's got a podcast now but he always told his audience he's like he's like my mission for everybody in the audience is go create a podcast you know you talk about something you know people think that they're not interesting that they don't have you know who's going to want to listen to me he goes everybody has an interesting story you know, you sit down with a friend, sit down with an enemy. He said one time he even, you know, sat down with his mom and fed her uh, weed brownies. And, you know, they they recorded it as a podcast. And uh, <laughs> kind of like putting a few drinks in my wife and being like, hey, you'll do this podcast with me, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he <clears throat> he did that and said, as a mission, hold on. <clears throat> as a mission, he wanted everybody to go out and create a podcast. He's like, everybody's got a computer in their pocket nowadays. So there's nothing stopping you. You don't need anything. It's free. They're not policing it. You can do whatever you want, say whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. It's, you you would always say that podcasting is the wild west of radio. Cause it's just, there's nobody that's going to, you know, take your show off. And it's just, that's how it is. And he did I, that. I think usually people more or less just get, Tired, of, you know, they've run their course, they get tired of them, like, yeah, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. Pretty much. And so, him and I looked at each other, me and Brent, and we're just like, okay, we've been joking about this podcast for years, we should make this podcast. So I told him on the drive home, I just said, come over to my house, 9 a.m. Sunday, I'll drop a little outline, we'll record a podcast. We really had no idea what it was going to be about. And we just kind of took the things that we loved, movies, television, comic books, video games, and food. All of the best things in the world, I think, fall under those categories. If anything else didn't fit in there, it probably didn't really matter. So, sports. Um, (laughs) And uh, so we did that. He came over and I outlined it more than I thought I was going to, where I just had like, I sent him a copy right before he showed up then. So that way we were on the same page and weren't just bumbling over each other, just being like, all right, what do you want to talk about now? What do you want? I don't want to talk about, how about this? Should we talk about this next? So instead we're just like, hey, we're talking about movies first. Hey, I saw an early screening of Cabin in the Woods. And that's, I remember 2012, because I saw Cabin in the Woods early and Avengers early, three weeks early. And I remember talking about them on the AB Conversation podcast. So this and, was, and you remember what year they come out? Uh, unlike me, who, like even movies, you know, there's only a few 
movies that I'll remember when it came out. Like Batman, 89 Batman. Yeah. Jeez, what year did that come out? I'm going to quiz you. It's going to be really tough. <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Did that come out? Was that last year? No, it was close though. Um, I'm going to say... Two seconds. That was uh, 2019. Oh, there you go. See, you're an expert. Look at that. One other movie. Dumbo. What year does that come out? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, which one? <laughs> uh, so you know there's two Dumbos. Oh, uh, you got me, yes. <laughs> and that's us, David and Anthony, two Dumbos. Um, anyway, so we did that, and I remember Brent saying something along the lines of like, like, whoa, I didn't know you were going to have this outline, and like, oh, that's cool, because it really created the flow. We didn't have any intro music or anything like that. We did, I think, 26 episodes without any music or themes or anything. It was simply us just being like, it's recording. Okay, here we go. How's it going? You know, episode 10, blah, blah, blah. And episode 27 is when I started creating segment themes that took our catchphrases that weren't meant to be catchphrases, but things that like we would say often. Like, wait, I'm confused. Yeah, like that. He would always say something like, uh, not gonna lie... It was pretty good. He would say that about like food or a movie or something. So, and not really realizing it, after listening and finding some clips, then it just became, you know, grabbing those quotes that we didn't know were catchphrases became catchphrases and we put them in the theme music. And my buddy Brian Kraft, who does the music for the Crimson Cowl intro and outro, he uh, whipped us a up a theme and we're off to the races from episode 27 all the way up to we recorded 307 episodes over the course of four years we did it almost every week there'd be maybe two i don't know what the math will come out to but maybe two three episodes out of a year that either we were at a con or i was at a con or he was out of town at a family thing um sometimes we had guest hosts and my friend erica my friend carolyn uh, Fillion, uh, not Nathan Fillion, but his cousin Ryan Fillion. Right. Um, or as we like to call him, the baby maker. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I would have some fillings if, you know, that didn't happen. Or we would re-air episode one, you know, three years later. It was kind of fun just to hear the voices. and But we really came a well-crafted comedic timing nothing was planned beyond the things that we were going to talk about so like we created bits like inside our dialogue and just created fun little games and segments and sub segments and just like it honestly was one of the best times because we would just have so many laughs and just be exhausted after like an hour and a half two hours because it was just you know we spent that time talking about all the things we loved and by the time we got to the food segment which was at the very end We've worked up an appetite. It's getting close to lunchtime when we're recording this. We're just kind of loopy after talking, you know, for hours. And then, then we're trying, you know, bacon and cheese crickets that listener Kirby sent us because our food segment became very popular within our own community in which people would buy us stuff and have us try it on the podcast. So it became our most popular segment probably. Yeah. 
just like us, uh, we're doing Pizza Wednesdays. So yeah. anytime that anybody wants to buy us a pizza on a Wednesday, yeah. there we go. We'll try a different pizza. Great advertisement. Pizza Wednesday. Wednesdays? Wendy's? Wendy's? Wendy's does pizzas now? Yeah, yeah. It's a new thing that they got. Uh, okay, well, if you don't want to buy us a pizza, buy us Wendy's. We'll yeah. try that. There we go. Um, so we did that podcast for about four years. It was 307 episodes. Um, we've left it open saying that, you know, Maybe sometime we'll come back to a special, like an annual or something like that. You know, we're just a couple, you know, maybe five months short of a year since we haven't been doing it. But when we did that, you know, almost every Saturday or Sunday morning for four years, you know, it was, uh, it felt weird that next Sunday morning of like waking up and realizing, oh, I don't, I don't have to do anything. Like, <laughs> I can just go read. I don't have to like get, pull my my agenda together and get his notes and my notes and mesh them together and come up with this bit that I planned for this segment or something. And it's now just, I got nothing to tell my mom why I can't go to church. Exactly, yeah. Now I had no excuse. I lived right across from one. So we did that one, but we always wanted to start a second one that was much like Under the Cowl, where it was less... You just hung out in scripted. a comic book store yeah. and talked about whatever. Exactly, and it's hard to hang out on an internet comic book store, which I had shot from prior to finding out Crimson Call. So it's hard to, you know, it would have been very expensive to go to New York at Midtown Comics. They were ready to record a podcast there. Yeah. It's going to be expensive. And do they just let anybody into theirs? They may have. I think there's somebody, like some customers, I think sometimes, but uh, I haven't listened to them in a long time, but, uh, but they'll have like the people that work there, and then I think they've had some customers that are regulars that. But because we let anybody into ours, oh, although <laughs> although if we get really big yeah. and we have a lot of listeners, we might want to kind of you know mix that because then we'll have all kinds of crazy people just like popping in. And <laughs> yeah, be very less structured and probably wouldn't be very entertaining as a as an audible, you know. Source of yeah. entertainment. Some somebody just comes in here and starts ranting about something. Yeah, which um, this is a perfect moment to tell this uh, side story at work. I heard this from somebody else, so some of the facts might not be as accurate. But our Miller truck driver, Miller Beer Company, he got out of his truck, and I think I'm assuming he was up at the dock, and he said that someone had followed him. I think in a car, following him towards the back of the store now we do have some mostly employee parking but you know it's a parking spot towards the the dock area and it was an older lady that uh came out and started yelling at him and you'd think like okay yelling like did he cut her off or something in the way in there or something no she's just like corn syrup (laughs) well (laughs) probably would have wished she would have yelled that because uh she basically told him that he was going to hell for working, you know, like doing what he does, and he's delivering beer. And uh, she's a Budweiser lady. Huh? Yeah, yeah, she was. She was just full in the tank, you know. And uh, but yeah, so that was something that he's just like, yeah, that never happened before. Like, like what the heck? He got out, and then you know, someone was saying that he was going to hell because he drives a truck for a, a beer company. So, <laughs> I know. Well. I, I used to work, um, one of the jobs that I had is I, I worked in, um, what we'll call it an adult gift store. Mm. And, uh, it was always weird telling people, you know, that I, that I worked in this place. And, uh, and, and 
one of them that I just dreaded was uh, my grandma. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, grandma's coming to visit us, uh, <laughs> and she's going to ask what I'm doing. And What age are we talking? Oh, um, well, you know, early adulthood. Okay. And, Not last uh, week. It, no, I was like probably, I don't know, like 18, okay. maybe 19. And I'm trying to remember if I lived lived at home or lived upstairs from home. Because my first place when I moved out was actually the apartment upstairs from my mom. So yeah, I wasn't living with my mom. I was living in the apartment upstairs from my mom. And my sister was my roommate. <laughs> Separate rooms. This all sounds legit. <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, my grandma came for a visit and um, and I just like... I finally had to tell her because you know she asked what I was doing, what I where I was working now, and everything, and and I had to tell her, and she, and I just like, I I thought she was gonna disown me. I I thought it was gonna be horrible. Her reaction was just something like, "Yeah, it's job." <laughs> like, you're gonna you say, know, like, "Oh, I've been meaning to go there." Like, do you know if you've got? Because I need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you built that up, and because I think most people would be in that same situation, unless you're Kevin Smith, where he probably wouldn't have, you know, cared so much, because the stuff that he talked about with his mom on that uh, pot brownie podcast is I wouldn't even want to, you know, repeat the things that he talked about. So, so he'd probably be the only one that would wouldn't have, you know, been like, oh, okay, well, I guess I, uh, I just gotta tell her, but it ended up being a opposite reaction and just very understanding and. Like I said, yeah. although uh, if I had a fed or some pot brownies first, you know, yeah, there it might have been a different reaction. <laughs> yeah, so uh, be like, oh, I've really got the munchies now. <laughs> you guys sell edible underwear. <laughs> so AB conversation, we wrapped it up. Oh yeah, we talked about wanting to do another, you know, podcast where it was on, you know, outlined and just a free for all and whatever and. You know, he started a family, so things got, you know, more busy for him. Things got very less busy for me. So I'm just like, well, I've got all this, you know, podcasting energy like Kevin Smith does, you know, seven a week. So I'm like, I can do two, right? So then I created the podcast, which you probably omitted from as you were coming back, but the Anton podcast. It was uh, Anton. Yeah. Something. So it was, yes. so a lot of people growing up, high school years, Anton, like, hey, it's Anton. And when I became an uncle, I became Uncle Anton. And so Anton was a was a, a nickname throughout high school. And that play of play on words worked out pretty well of because then I have, you know, the only person that calls me this, my friend Erica, good friend Erica, calls me Aunt and uh, different from Aunt Sue. This is just A-N-T. Um, this is, this is ant like, you know, like yeah. ant man. Exactly. Ant. Yeah. And, uh, although I, I would suppose that ant man might possibly have the other kind of ant too. Which, yeah. <laughs> which is a whole nother discussion. Uh, artist, uh, Ryan Brown, somebody went to him at a, at a con and asked for a commission sketch and he said, Oh, can you draw me ant man? So he drew like the tiniest little, I'm holding up, you know, like a one centimeter drawing, you know, size wise. It's fine. Our listeners can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the microphone has a camera, right? And uh, 
So it was a you know ninety nine point nine percent blank cover of an Ant Man comic, and then he drew that, and then he had a little word balloon that screamed "I'm Ant Man." And while I thought it was hilarious, uh, the customer didn't and uh, wanted an actual sketch. So Ryan Brown went back to the well, and he uh, did another one where it was a giraffe head covering up the whole cover, and now. Since he didn't have that Ant-Man blank cover sketch variant, he then, you know, just had normal, you know, sketch paper that he would do the commissions on. And he drew a giraffe head, and then on the giraffe was sticking its tongue out, and on the tongue was that little Ant-Man screaming, you know, I'm Ant-Man. So he didn't like that one either. And I was just like, oh, this is gold. Like, because you go to Ryan Brown knowing you get that absurdity, like I... It must have been, I don't know why that person, how they came to notice them, unless they just happened to walk past and like, oh, I like that art style. Can you draw me something? Right. Because otherwise, if you go and, you know, drop, you know, hard-earned cash on a on a commission sketch for an artist, you mostly, usually should know who they are if you're already doing that. So he did a third one in which was a character named Ant-Man, as in A-U-N-T, hyphen man and then he was like he was the superhero that had the power power of like five aunts like and he had this he wrote this like narration origin story and then he just did this whole thing and he was like basically aunt man yeah he didn't like that one either (laughs) and i would have just been like man i'm like i would i would request that myself but anyways ryan brown going back to ant man aunt man whatever so anton so that's what I figured. I'm like, well, each episode can be something different. So like Anton Avengers Age of Ultron. So if I wanted to sit down and just talk about that movie for two hours, I would just do that. And that's the episode only. I would have my friends on. So I did uh, I did some Skyping with some online friends that I've never met. Still have never met, but connected through Marvel or Glee or just whatever kind of fandoms we were into. And so then I kind of had some co-hosting guests that way so it'd be like you know anton you know blank so-and-so's name and stuff and even though the title sounded like kind of like sexual in that sense like it <laughs> like it was anton Kristen. it wasn't uh, anton top yeah yeah <laughs> um and then anton the bottom and then i was doing that and i was reading more comics at that time and I'm just like, you know what? I'm like, I want to talk about comics more than what I did in the uh, AB Combo podcast. So then I created episodes called Anton Comics. And then I put, you know, the week of so-and-so. So I would just do a half hour to 45 minutes of me talking about at that. My pull list was like six to ten comics a week. And <laughs> what? Yeah. And I say that in an era where. That many? Last week I bought uh, thirty five on the on the weekly pull list that I had pre ordered. So yeah, so but I would spend you know five ten minutes on each book and it would just be me talking. But I did that for a couple episodes. I got up to like twenty episodes and I just I just got bored with me talking about comics to myself, not even knowing if anyone's listening. And I'm just like, am I just wasting time when I could just be reading more comics or something? So so I had the dream of just being like, you know. What? I'd much rather just talk about comics with somebody else. So I'm just going to put this one to bed. I did. Uh, and then he started the one where he talked to a finger puppet. 
Yes. About comics. Hi, I like comics. Oh, well, me too. Um, I got mine on the five-finger discount. Um, so I morphed Anton, the podcast, into episodes called Anton Radio, which I did seven episodes, and I actually had a lot of fun doing that, but I just think that there just wasn't much of a response, and it just felt like, again, I was just doing it for myself. And while it was entertaining, but I did a half-hour episodes where they were loosely scripted. I'd bring in my friends through uh, streaming, through uh, Skype again, but I would interview guests, and it would be like the Comedy Bang Bang podcast, which is celebrities come on, just do characters, and it's all just complete improv, and they don't know what they're doing, and you just jump into it. And so I would cast a friend as a character, and I would write all their dialogue, but I wouldn't give them any of the questions. And I, I would have the loose questions based on how I wrote the dialogue, but then I would get their audio clips back and then record my dialogue and just kind of add in a bunch of stuff and almost, you know, act accordingly to how they performed. So it was fun for them because they listened being like, okay, yeah, I just read a bunch of answers that I have no idea what the questions are. So, and then I would get independent bands that I would search for online that would get permission for music. So I would cut to radio breaks I did fake commercials. Every episode I had a celebrity guest, quote unquote guest on the show, as I would do some of the voices I would do, like a Michael Rooker, a Stan Lee, or a Kermit the Frog. So I would have those conversations to end each episode of Anton Radio. Those seven episodes should still be up on iTunes, Anton Radio, Anton on iTunes. And uh, hey, if there's some sort of spike and some internet feedback you know maybe at the do episode eight you know but it was a fun way of not doing filmmaking that i had retired at that point but now i kind of felt that creative drive of doing you know creating some content you know and uh doing it through the audio medium there and then i met my friend Fillion, who found out we both like comics and he likes kevin smith and i was listening to the podcast and within that next three weeks I'm just like, hey, you want to start a comics podcast? He's like, what? He's like, I've never done a podcast before, but yeah, I'll do it. And I'm like, all right, I'll just do everything and you just show up, you know, and talk about comics. So I structured that and then I created my third podcast, which would be For Comics Sake. Those episodes are also still up on iTunes. Um, He had some, uh, speaking of starting a family, uh, that he had obligations that he had to go away from it. Um, but those episodes are up there and we had a couple monthly specials called baby got back issues and which is a podcast. I always just want to just like do as its own podcast and just, you know, have that kind of run that off into something else too. Cause it's such a good name that it to go to waste. I would hate, hate for it to go to waste. So we did for comic sake and we did a, maybe a couple dozen of those and had a decent amount. And then, he had to back away from it, and then I was kind of back at square one where I'm just like, all right, do I just keep doing the show but by myself? But then it was the Anton Comics thing all over again. Then 2016, that was like beginning of 2016, rolls around, and I think that was the year I ran into you guys. Is that when the summer uh, of 2016? With a truck, and it was very painful. Yeah, was, but after all the, uh, um, the hospital stays and the uh, litigation and everything... Yeah. yeah, it turned out fine. 
Was that was that summer sixteen? Uh, that sounds about right. Cause well, because we opened. Uh, yeah. Well, we've been here nineteen seventeen. So yeah, yeah, August of uh, sixteen is when we opened basement the location. basement location. So ran into you guys, and then you guys had a little bulletin board there, and I'm like, hey, should I? You know, I can pin my podcast note, which I think I eventually took it down over here, but oh yeah. Um, had it up long after the podcast was active yet, but I'm like, oh, if anyone sees it, you know, and maybe now I can kind of maybe reach an audience, like if there's some local people that, that if they wanted to jump on, I could have revived that show. Because you mistakenly thought a lot of people were going to come into that store. Exactly, in the basement <laughs> location. It was going to be millions of people. They're all going to want to listen to me talking about comics. A guy they haven't met sitting over the cor- in the corner just taking pictures of the Silver Surfer, so... That sounds like somebody you want to spend your time with. But now, now you'd have a better chance of doing it because now people know you. There's enough. We've been here long enough. Um, enough people come in here regularly. They know who you are, and they probably would be interested. Be like, oh, this is a podcast from that uh, Anthony guy who uh, who, who, who runs the comic book store. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, and yeah, so. You had started the initiative of, you know, the Saturday Comic Club, which, you know, not really knowing what was going to happen and then realizing I was staying for all the five hours, you know, and and leave at, you know, five. Be like, all right, see you later. See you next Saturday and show up, you know, almost every Saturday unless at a con. And, uh, you know, which was surprisingly not at at all creepy, (laughs) you know, having some strange person that we didn't know, like (laughs) just sitting there in my basement. Yeah. For five hours. <laughs> yeah, on paper it sounds like uh, something you know you should have. But but I mean I was operating a comic book store out of my basement, which still another... I I mean a surprising number of people came in there considering it's just in some guy's basement. And they you you think a lot of people would have been concerned that they were going to walk in there and never return? Yeah. Yeah. And some would think that I haven't returned. Like that I'm still. <laughs> In People that. walk down there, what, what's with all the chains? <laughs> Do so, I hear screaming? <laughs> so then once you guys moved into the storefront here, then uh, you know, we then officially started the Saturday Comic Club, and then we did it for a, a decent while until I realized, you know what, I'm not doing that for Comic Sake Podcast anymore. We're doing this every week. We got a, you know, a regular group that's showing up, and we got some good you know, hour-long discussions turning into hour and a half and then sometimes two hours at our longest. I don't think we've ever really went above two hours to an extreme as far as like the recorded conversation. And then we would have, you know, this after conversation without a podcast. Right. The uh, comic club, you know, Crimson Call After Dark or yeah. whatever we would uh, often joke about it being. So then I kind of threw it out there to you and to the rest of the club on if anybody actually minded if, you know, they were recorded and things like that. Because, you know, that could definitely shy some people away being like, oh, I don't want to, you know, be on the internet. Yeah, you'd think so, but the club actually seems to have grown since then. So yeah, yeah. maybe it actually attracted people. Yeah, this is my chance to be a star. And it's one thing when it's like an audio thing opposed to video, because if it's video, you have more of a presentation thing you're worrying about and, you know, just looks and your dress and you're just... Right, and I, I think a lot of times we don't really think about it. Like, I'll I'll be aware that we're recording and whatever, but I still kind of forget, you know. 
like and I'll just get comfortable, which which can be a bad thing also because you know then I kind of drift back into my normal my quiet voice where I'm just what's that yeah you know, right <laughs> yeah so yeah and I I would agree to that too is that it's like our conversation didn't change if anything it enhanced because you know like I said more people would show up and we just built a structure through us talking and it worked and you know I kind of took the loose structure that I did on the for comics sake. And threw that into uh, into how we do this podcast, and then finally, after two quote unquote failed attempts at doing a comics podcast, one by myself, two with a co-host, and then trying again by myself, and just it not working. And then all of a sudden, now I've got the point where I can you know sit around with you know three to five extra people, you know, on a, any given Saturday, and we're uh, talking comics and. And it creates that conversation. It doesn't make it feel like it's useless where it's just me telling people, oh, I'm telling you about all the stories I read this week, and you have no way of telling me your stories. Although there's there's been uh, like once or twice that nobody showed up for the club, really. And most of it was <laughs> just you talking about the comics that you read that week. Yeah, I am always prepared that if it's a snowstorm episode or something like that, then... Uh, I'm like, all right, well, let me go through my list and talk about all 35 books I read, and an uh, hour and a half later, we're done, you know? You gotta, you gotta give the customers their content and still, you know, give them the, the material and the, the entertainment, regardless on who shows up for the party, so the show must go on, as they say, so, in podcasts, right? It started in podcasts, I think they said that. Yeah, I think, well, that or Queen might have said it first, oh. I don't know. So that was the fourth podcast, and then the one that you're listening to right now is the fifth podcast. Which also could have been a name of a podcast, the fifth podcast. I'm not sure what that one's about. The fifth podcast from the left. Yeah. And there you have it. Yeah. So if anyone thought any of those podcasts were interesting, whether they were uh, in the can or the Zero Show or the AB Conversation or Anton... Or for comic's sake, uh, Anton Radio, all of those things, at least all of mine, I think you're able to listen to on iTunes. And if you have, there's, I had one listener that I never met on Twitter that demanded, he was my only fan of Anton Radio, and he just kept saying, he's like, oh, please do more Anton Radio. I'm like, you're the only person that's asking. I'm like, it just felt so like defeating. So you, like, won't, you weren't doing it for yourself. You were doing it for for this guy exactly yeah <laughs> yeah i i get it though um because while in the can went um for quite a while i and at some point i think it went to like every other week whatever so the numbers didn't end up going as high as when we were doing it weekly um but uh eventually it just kind of we can't we like took a break and then we just never got back into the swing of, of, of doing it regularly like we were. Um, the Zero Show was kind of the same thing, though. I felt like I was doing it only for myself. and Nobody was listening. Nobody cared. So I was kind of like, well, this, this takes up time that I don't really have to do something that nobody other than myself cares about. So I just won't do it anymore. And I think that might have... That was probably like five, six, seven episodes only, you know. Um, I think uh, 
think it was like maybe six episodes and a Halloween special. The Halloween special was like, um, I was going to have a couple different people come in and talk about their own personal experiences with stuff, you know, like personal ghost stories. And uh, I had some uh, failed attempts at getting uh, a couple people. I think the only person that I ended up getting was my sister, who sees dead people. Your ex-roommate. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, my ex-roommate. That sister. And what you said about, you know, you just, you fell off of it. And, you know, if you, that was the one thing that me and Brent said for the AB conversation is that we do this every Sunday at 9 a.m. for the most part. Because anytime you go watch somebody's vlog on YouTube or even podcast, you'll look at their feed and you'll see episode one posted and then three months later episode two and then it's the next year episode three shows up and then you got four five and six in a row and then all of a sudden it's another year before the next one and like with youtube almost every vlog ever starts with hey guys it's me sorry i haven't posted in a while i've really been wanting to post and i'm gonna do better and i'm gonna you know that's what this video is gonna be about i'm going to start posting i'm gonna do this on a regular basis that way you guys get it and i can get back into the routine they post that five-minute video talking about how they're going to make more videos, and then it's another month break until, oh, yeah, I got real busy. I wanted to do, but I'm sorry, and we didn't want to do any of that, and so we figured, you know, we have to keep doing it, and if we don't, then that's when we realize it. Like, why even do it if you just can't keep up with? Yeah, it's it's it, it's hard. I mean, it's not that hard to get into the routine to begin with. Um but somehow, once you get out of it, it's hard to jump back in. Yeah. I, I don't know why that is. You'd think it would be harder to get into it to begin with. But, uh, yeah. I mean, hopefully we won't have a problem with this one. You know, where we're like, hey guys, sorry it's been a while. Been really busy. Um, because even though I always am very busy, um, I don't know why I'm busy. I mean, it's certainly isn't the full-time job or running a business or having kids. Uh, you just have one kid, right? Uh, by one kid, you mean three. Oh, three, yes. yeah. yeah. I have one daughter. There we go. I only have one daughter. <laughs> uh, so I do have two sons, so the ratio there is like, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, A little two, unfair. Two, two, two to one, yeah. There's, 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 more, uh, there's more white males in my family than there are uh, white females <laughs> and and no minorities. So, uh, well, I'm going to have family. to talk to my wife about uh, diversifying the family a little bit. And until you do that, I refuse to see your family. So. <laughs> well, don't watch any of our movies. <laughs> <laughs> Even the ones that I'm in. <laughs> and videotape and record. You know, people that. who don't know what we're talking about oh, right now could be thinking yeah, all whoa. kinds of things. <laughs> you used to work in a Dell toy store, a gift shop, and then now yeah, making got, videos uh, and making making home movies. And Anthony's in a few of them. <laughs> oh, Anton is uh, or, or Tony. You're Tony in this podcast. That's right. right I forgot. And this podcast, I'm Tony. <laughs> Whether or not this part stays in the podcast, but I realize it's probably been seven hours since I went to the bathroom. I'm going to take a bathroom break. Okay, let's get this mic set up in the bathroom and we'll continue.
thank you for listening to Under the Cowl. I've been your host, David Lloyd. Under the Cowl is recorded live at Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles at 1749 Barton Avenue, West Bend, Wisconsin. You can join us live each week or listen on Automatic and iTunes. Like us on Facebook at Crimson Cowl Comics or on Twitter at The Crimson Cowl. The Zero.